Okay, you guys, here we go. She Runs Ultras, episode number 203. It feels so awkward to be saying episode 200 something. I'm just so used to 100. So I guess I have a whole year to get used to saying 200. But if I flub up and say 100 or some version thereof, you can't hold it against me. (laughs) Today, I want to talk about a topic that came up via someone applying or requesting, I should say, to join the Run Your First 50K Facebook group. And just as a reminder, open to any and all women who are interested in learning how to run an ultra, the ins and outs. It's uh, an amazing group of ladies that are in there training for a variety of different ultra distance races. And when you join, I ask a series of questions to help me be able to help you better. So one of the questions is, what can I help you with? And this person wrote in, I've done a half, I've done a full, I just don't know how to bridge the distance, the gap between half, full, and 50K. And I got to thinking about it and I got in front of my computer here and I made a bunch of notes and I came up with six things that I think are really gonna help you bridge the gap. Six actions that you can slowly take to ramp up your training in a way that will set you up for success when it comes to 50K training. So the way that I think about this is that you could incorporate them one at a time over the course of six weeks. And I'm all about sustainable habit change. And one of the things I think is so challenging about just making the sort of like cold turkey decision that you're going to run a 50k is that you're, you might not have these six things in place right now. And then if you say, I'm going to run a 50k, you have to not only do all that training, but now you have to learn how to incorporate these six things that I'm going to share with you that I think are really some of the linchpins to 50K success, okay? So let's just dive right into these. I made some notes here and I'm just gonna read them off to you. And I think you should do them in this order and be thinking about this, right? So the structure, the way that I've sort of set this up is this is a six week sort of ramp up plan that you can do that will help you to get 50K training ready, okay? So the first thing is to incorporate the daily shakedown, okay? I this will be I think this will be the thing that goes on my headstone. <laughs> like she did the daily shakedown every single day, right? But if you're not doing this, this is the place that I think you should start. You need to start making time in your schedule, space in your brain to do a daily movement practice. I've got tons of resources available for this. I link them in the show notes. If you scroll back in the podcast feed to episode 176, I think it is, I give you the audio version that you can literally take with you. And so your goal for week number one of this ramp up plan is to aim to do a shakedown every single day. Now, I know that at the onset, that can seem like a lot to go from no shakedowns to all the shakedowns seven days a week. That's the ideal. If you aim for that and you only get 80%, that's great too. 
Okay. We're talking about uh, this as a way to help you morph your behavior, morph your habits, morph your routines so that when you're ready to run your first 50 K and you're ready to really flip the switch and do the training that you've already incorporated these things that are on the plan that I've written that are a big part of that plan. You don't want to go from just running and doing, you know, the, the random smattering of things that you might be doing right now to that run your first 50 K training plan, and then have to incorporate all of these things that I'm going to list off here. Okay. It's better if we can ramp up slowly. So week number one, you're going to aim for a shakedown every single day. Look, if you've got five minutes, that's great. If you have 55 minutes, that's also great. There's no judgment here about how much time you spend especially in the beginning, I just want you to make the time and space to do the damn thing. All right. So that's week number one, thing number one, you're going to aim to do this every single day. Week number two, thing number two is a daily step goal. Now, if you're following along in real time with me, you know that this is something that I'm doing right now. It's January. It's January, well, 10th, the day that I'm recording this, but January 12th, maybe the day that you are listening to this. And my goal for this entire month is 15,000 steps per day. Now, you do not have to do 15,000 steps per day. You just need to pick a daily step goal and make that a priority for you in service of ramping up your time on your feet, making time and space for the workouts that are to come, the running, the walking, the whatever, when you get ready to train for a 50K, all right? So choose a threshold, right? A step goal that is a comfortable stretch for you every single day. I think I talked about this in the last podcast episode where we talked about 15 K a day. This is a number that for me on certain days, especially on my run days, it's like a cinch. No problem. I can hit 15 K on other days, like a Monday, a Wednesday, a Friday, when I'm maybe sitting here in front of my computer, trying to get a bunch of work done that's a stretch. I have to make some calculated decisions about, okay, can I do this work while walking on my desk treadmill? When can I take the dogs out? I mean, here in New Hampshire, it's January. We just had this crazy storm where it snowed a ton and then it rained a ton. And now it's gorgeous out. Like the sun is out and it's 40 degrees. And then tomorrow it's going to be cold. It's going to freeze. Like everything that I see right now, that's covered in this beautiful glistening rain is going to be a sheet of ice. (laughs) So like trying to get out and get my steps tomorrow might be challenging. I might have to do it in the gym. I might have to do it on my treadmill. I might have to throw my spikes on. Okay. So it's going to be a comfortable stretch for me to get those steps in for you. It might be 5k or 10k or 20k who knows, right? But you need to pick a threshold. That's a comfortable stretch for you every single day. And on week two, you're going to try and do the daily shakedown every day and your step goal. All right. Now I know what you're thinking. (laughs) There are six weeks. There are six things that you're going to ask me to do. And by the time I get to week six, that's a lot of stuff. Listen, we'll get to that in a second. I just want you to give it your best effort on each of these individual things. And I'll tell you how you can work on this when we get to week six. Okay. Week number three, thing number three, is that you're going to add five minutes of, and this is important, pain-free stretching after your workout, whether that's a walk, a run, maybe you did some 
I don't know, the stair climber, you did the elliptical, you hiked with friends, you went swimming, you did a bike ride, whatever it is, five minutes of pain-free stretching. Now, the pain-free part is really, really important. If you guys subscribe to No Pain, No Gain, this is actually a mindset that's going to work against you. Because when it comes to stretching and mobility, we want to stay in that pain-free range of motion because that's teaching your central nervous system that this position, this stretch, this movement is okay. If you continually, it's sort of like... Like you wouldn't keep putting your hand on the hot stove, right? (laughs) But for some reason, we keep doing that when it comes to stretching and it's not serving you. So if you're thinking like, oh, I just need to push through this stretch, you know, like I always think, I always see this in class, people with the hamstring stretch when you're laying on your back and you're trying to pull your leg over your face and people are just, they're shaking and they're sweating and they're like, I'm, I've asked people and they're like, yeah, in my mind, the more this hurts, the better off I will be. I am here to dispel you, (laughs) to discourage you from doing that as well. That's not going to help. Okay. So five minutes of pain-free stretching could be anything, whatever's calling to you, whatever needs to be stretched, stretch that set a timer for five minutes and just do that and then be done with it. Don't, don't overthink it. Don't overanalyze, just set the timer, do the stretches and then move on to the next thing that's on your schedule. Okay. So week one is the daily shakedown. Week two is your daily step goal. Week three is five minutes worth of stretching. And again, all you're doing every single day, every single week is putting forth your best effort to attack these things and add them to your schedule as you go. Week number four, thing number four is to start to add body weight strength training. Now, maybe you guys are already doing some of this stuff and that's great. That just means that you're ahead of the curve when it comes to bridging the gap from half and full to 50K. All right. But some of you guys out there might just be running and walking and maybe, you know, taking a class here or there, and you don't really have any sort of routine or habit or schedule when it comes to your training, right? You're just doing what feels good, doing what you like, which I totally get. And I am totally here for, but when you have the big goal to run your first 50 K, we got to get focused. We got to get habitual. We got to get a routine. We got to get a repeatable process that we know is going to yield results. Okay. And this will help you to get there. So I don't think you need to be fancy here. I'm a big fan of starting with the sort of standard bodyweight exercises like squats and pushups and lunges and planks and, you know, just the basic stuff, especially if you are not doing strength training now, don't be fancy. Don't overthink it. Don't try to get crazy. And it doesn't need to be a whole hour long session. You could start with 15 minutes, set the timer for 15 minutes, pick three to five exercises and just do 10 reps and just keep repeating for those 10 minutes. See how many you get through rest as needed. Okay. Something is better than nothing. A lot of people don't start strength training because they think they need this big elaborate plan that's period is periodized and structured and strategic and very specific. Yeah, that would be great, but also it won't be great if you haven't made the time and space 
to just do 15 minutes worth of bodyweight strength. Okay. Again, I'm all about this being like sustainable. We're trying to create healthy habits that eventually these things become automatic, right? They just happen. They're on autopilot. And then you can really focus your attention on the 50K training stuff that is above and beyond what you've done before. The specific long runs, the intervals, the tempo work, the hills, the gear, the nutrition, all that new stuff that you haven't done before. That's why we want to make this these six things habitual so that when you're ready, you've already got like half the battle has already been fought. Okay. And you're ready to focus on the bigger things. All right. So week one, daily shakedown, week two, step goal, week three, five minutes of pain-free stretching week four, body weight strength training. And again, you need to sit down and have a look and see what days am I capable of doing this? Now I'm not advocating for body weight strength training every single day. Pick three days, pick three days and do it three days. If you can do it four and that works for your body and you're not feeling a lot of excess strain or, um, you know, soreness the next day, great. Maybe you only do one and that's okay too. All right. We're just trying to get you in the habit of incorporating these things on the regular basis on a regular basis as part of your uh, strength training and bigger training schedule as it pertains to ultra training. Okay. Thing number five, week number five is mobility training. Okay. Now I know what you're saying. (laughs) I can hear, I can hear you already. Okay, great. I can, I can get down with the daily shakedown and the step goal and the stretching and even the body weight strength training, but I have no idea what to do when it comes to mobility. Like how is mobility different than stretching, which I'm going to answer here in a second, but I want to just quell your fears. I created this three week mobility for beginners program that I'm going to give to you. It's going to be in the show notes below. Um, you can also, I'm also going to give the link out inside the run your first 50 K Facebook group. And if you want it and you're on Instagram, just DM me and I'll give you the link to that too. Um, so I've created this plan and basically you're going to get two videos a week for three weeks, and it's just going to expose you to the world of mobility. All right. Nothing is super long. Nothing is super complicated. The videos are basically 15 to 20 minutes and you can do that. All right. I've set it up so that you're going to do, um, every other day, you're going to alternate between one of the two videos. And on the seventh day we rest. <laughs> okay. Again, would it be great if you could do all of this every single day? Yes. Do I expect you to do all of this every single day? No, this process is about hacking your schedule and finding the days and the times that work best for you. All right. Let's talk about the difference between, um, stretching and mobility. Stretching is, um, that time when we sit down or we find a position and we try to stretch into a line of tension that feels like it needs a stretch, a hamstring, a quad, a calf, those types of things. We want to stay in those stretches for a minute, two minutes, maybe even more if it's a place that we really are restricted. So this is static stretching that we do for a long, we hold a pose, we hold a stretch for a longer period of time. 
it needs to be pain-free because when you do this for this length of time in a pain-free range of motion, you're teaching your central nervous system that this is okay. We can be here. There's no risk of injury. Okay. And by doing that, you start to open up your brain to the idea that you have more range of motion than it previously thought. Mobility training is focused around finding those places. Like say you have a shoulder issue or a hip issue. And what we want to try to do is first warm it up with some specific joint movements. And then we want to get that joint into a specific position. We want to challenge it and we want to try to create force into and out of that joint to teach the nervous system even more that it's capable of producing force in those specific positions. What does that mean? It means that when you step your foot up onto a rock and you're climbing, you're maybe you're doing like a rock scramble as part of your ultra race, that you've got the position, you've got the strength with that foot up on a rock to be able to drive down and push your body up to the next step, right? It means that you've got the stamina in your hip flexors to continue to keep lifting your feet, driving your legs forwards over the course of your whole entire ultra race. So we think about the specific positions and actions and movements that you're going to need in order to complete the race. And then we target those specific things and then we make them stronger. I'll give you an example. I was just talking like not 30 minutes ago to Kirsten, who's part of the She Runs Ultras group. And we were doing our one-on-one monthly call and she's had some ankle stuff go on in the past. And we were talking about, okay, what are some of the specifics that you can do to mobility things, functional range conditioning things that you can do to make that ankle, make that calf, like that Achilles really bulletproof. And, you know, we talked about all sort of like the usual suspects. And then I was like, have you ever considered doing some ankle eversion and inversion? And basically that just means rolling your ankle to the outside and rolling your ankle to the inside. And so I pulled out my slant box and I showed her a couple things where you get your foot into that like rolled position that anybody who's done trail running If you've ever rolled your ankle, you know what I'm talking about, right? Your foot is on an angle on the, on the incline and you just roll to the outside. You roll right over the pinky edge of your foot. Now your brain probably thinks of that as being a real problem. And in most cases it is, unless you get into that position ahead of time and train that specific range of motion, putting force into it and pulling force out of it. Okay. She was super psyched. We, I had, we had so much fun sort of geeking out about ankle eversion and inversion. And I don't expect you to know or even really care about that stuff. But what I want you to do is take an interest in your mobility, your joint mobility, and start to think about, okay, what are the places that I have a lot of range of motion that I'm sort of like all good, all systems go. And what are the places that I'm really restricted or maybe even places that I have injured previously. And I know 
could potentially be a re-injury site or something that like I'm really tentative and really nervous about. Those are the places that we want to spend time working on our range of motion, our mobility. Okay. You don't get that type of action when we're talking about static stretching and flexibility. Okay. So two completely different things. There's a time and a place for that five minutes worth of pain-free stretching. And then there's a time and a place for the mobility part where we actively work towards trying to make your joints as strong and resilient and ultra running proof, which I don't even know if that's a word, but it's like, if I could think like, instead of calling your joints bulletproof, we need to make them ultra proof so that if you roll something, if you fall, if you are super tired, that you're not just going to fall apart, fall to pieces, that you are so ultra proof that you can just keep on going. Okay. That was like a long winded way of getting to thing number five. So we've got the daily shakedown. We've got the daily step goal. We've got the five minutes of pain-free stretching. We've got the body weight strength training. We've got the mobility training thing. Number six week, number six, we have come to the end. This is the week that you're going to like galvanize this new routine. Now you're going to try and do all of the things as best you can to the nth degree, right? You're going to try and get all the shakedowns, all the steps, all the stretching when appropriate, right? Like five minutes after a workout, you're going to do your strength training after which you're going to do that little bit of stretching. You're going to do the mobility that I'm going to send you as part of this mobility program. And you're going to try and just galvanize the whole thing. Now, if you have found one or more of these things to be a challenge. This is the beauty of this like sort of ramp up plan. And let me just say a little asterisk here. I would start this now, right? Like even before, like, even if you're just and then that, like Kelly, the other night on the, uh, on one of our calls called it the pre-contemplation stage, which is like, so great. <laughs> so true. Even if you are pre-contemplating, doing a 50 K you haven't signed up for a race. You have no idea which one you want to do, but it's on your radar. It's on your brain. You just can't get it out of your brain. And maybe you haven't signed up. You can't get it off your brain, off your mind, because you haven't figured out how to make the jump from one to the next. Now's the perfect time to do this long before you sign up for a race because you need time to practice. Okay. So this is repeatable. That's the beauty of this. Week six, you try and galvanize all of these things together. If you find one or more of these to be challenging, just start over, start at week one again, or start at the week of the thing that you found to be most challenging. Maybe you hit uh, a wall when you added the five minutes of stretching. Maybe that was no problem. Maybe you hit the wall when it came time to add body weight strength training, start over at week four and make the emphasis, the strength training, right? And you can keep repeating this as many times as you like. And again, you can scale this up or scale this down to suit wherever you're at. If you're just at the like baby infant stage of like contemplating a 50 K just do aim for one shakedown, you know, uh, um, a, a comfortably challenging step goal, five minutes of pain-free stretching, one body weight strength training, one mobility, like just do the smallest viable thing 
and work up from there. Like there's no, this is a very low stakes environment. You don't have a race on the calendar. There's no time deadline looming. You've got lots of time to practice, very low stakes. And that's why I like this as a repeatable six week cycle. And you can start all the way back over at the beginning or pick up on the week that was the most challenging for you. Okay. So, whew. <laughs> I'm really psyched about this because these are the things that I really struggled with in the beginning when I was trying to jump from marathon to 50k. And I had to learn, like I said to you guys, I had to learn all this the hard way. Like I tried to incorporate everything all at once. And it was like a deluge. It was like more than I could handle. And I eventually got to this place, which was, okay, I'm just going to do one thing at a time, right? If you've ever read Atomic Habits by James Clear, like you sort of understand this habit stacking and making it so small that you can't fail. And this is the same sort of idea. We're going to pick one skill and focus on that for a week. And then we're going to pick another skill and focus on that for a week, so on and so forth. And again, as much or as little as you currently feel capable of, there's no judgment here. Like if you do one of everything and that's your goal and you hit your goal, excellent. If your goal is a little bit more advanced, maybe you've been doing some of these things and you know you could do three or four of these things right out of the gate, great. The goal here, like I said at the very beginning, is to make this repeatable, make this a habit, make this a structure so that you don't have to think about those things because shakedowns and stretching and mobility and strength training, all of those things are intricate parts. I should say integral parts of a comprehensive run your first 50 K training plan. You cannot run a 50 K just running. Like there are other parts of your body, your physical body that need assistance in order to cover that ground. And if you are going from pavement to trail, it's like a whole new sport, right? It's still running, but you're contending with so many new elements that there's there's an, uh, an adoption period. Like you have to figure out how to navigate the trails versus the roads. Okay. So all of this to say, give yourself lots and lots of time to adopt these habits, adopt these new things and incorporate them into your routine long before you're even thinking about running your first 50 K. And I guarantee you, if you start to do this stuff, the path from where you sit today to running your first 50K becomes a lot more apparent because you can see how you're getting stronger. You can see how your physical body is getting more um, uh, more mobility, more range of motion, more control, more comfortable with some of these longer runs and these strength training sessions. And you just start to think and get more confidence in your ability to do the damn thing, okay? And that's part of bridging that gap. Oftentimes, we don't even start to train for something big like this because we say, I don't have time. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where to start. Um, You know, this other thing takes precedence. You know, I'll miss out on work. My kids will need me. My, My spouse will need me. Something, you know, something might happen. 
And that, that stuff is going to happen regardless. But I feel like if we can build confidence in ourselves, our capacity, our skill, our physical body, then we can start to see, oh, if I just do this, then this will happen. It's like every turn opens up a new door and you start to see more and more and more of the big picture. Okay. So hopefully that was helpful for you guys. Um, you know, listen to this again. I'm going to try to put together some sort of like a written overview for this. I'll definitely post that inside the run your first 50 K Facebook group. If you are not already a member, I would highly recommend that you come and join us because we talk about a lot of this stuff more in depth inside the group. So just head on over to Facebook and search run your first 50 K under groups request to join, answer the questions. And that way I know how to help you. And maybe you've got something specific going on that you write in that little type box that becomes a podcast episode because it's such a good question that I'm like, oh, we need to talk about that. We need to get this message out to more people. And just a little reminder, or in case you're new here, I'm on a mission to help 10,000 women run their first 50K. So it would mean a lot to me if you would rate and review the podcast on your favorite platform, whether that's Apple or Spotify or Amazon, because that goes along way to helping more women just like you find the podcast and find me and the resources that I create and distribute via this podcast. You could also share an episode that was helpful to you in your social media feed, or maybe with your best running friends. I would really appreciate it. And if you'd like to go one step further and get coached by me in 2024, make sure you're on the She Runs Ultras wait list. So you do that by going to sherunsultras.com and clicking the get notified button in the upper right-hand corner somewhere. Uh, I open the membership four times a year, January, April, July, and October. So your next chance will be in April of 2024. 24. And this is where I give you everything I've got, right? In terms of helping you directly and coaching you through the process of training for your first ultra. There's training plans in there, strength and mobility workouts, mindset coaching. We even have our own private podcast. We do one-on-one calls every month, and we just have this amazing kick-ass community of women just like you that want to stretch their comfort zone and see what they can do. So I cannot wait to see you inside the membership, but in order to do that, you've got to be on that wait list. So just remember, go to sherunsultras.com and click get notified. That's all for this episode. You guys enjoy this beat and I'll see you all soon. 